I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Why do you like clapping yourself? I reckon you wake up every single morning and just clap yourself. No, it's, it's usually an audience applauding me. What, in your bedroom? You wake up and there's an audience in your bedroom. It's yeah. a positive affirmation. Yeah. I, I live in a soundstage with a live he, audience. Vic, Francis doesn't know what affirmation means. He does. Don't I? No, you, you don't. Really? What, what makes you say that? Just guessed Because it, you don't. No, I know what it means. <laughs> I know what it means. Okay, so, what does it mean? Well, I, I, don't, I already know, so I don't need to know what it means. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, what does it mean for all? You just, you, you, this is a roundabout way of getting me to tell you what it means because no, you not. don't want to admit that you don't know. I know what affirmation means. What's it mean? Well, uh, Francis doesn't know, so why don't you tell us, Francis? Why don't you both say it in unison? <laughs> okay, we will. S- say the definition in unison after three. All one, right. two, three. Uh, one, two, three. Applauding it's, oneself. It's, well, well, in a way. In a way. <laughs> you, you, could have a, you could have a negative affirmation as well, so it doesn't matter. Well, can you? Is that, not, is that not then oxymoronic? <gasps> no. Or just moronic? An oxymoronic. <laughs> that's what I used what to write. I used to, oh, this, in English, he used to write that. This is an oxymoron. Yeah. A, a ne- well, a negative affirmation. If you affirmative. Affirm it, affirmative. If, yeah, but, but I suppose you could be affirming something negative about yourself. Oh, very true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, beat you. Hey. <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> Hello everyone, Hello. welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate assorted details of our lives. Joined with us today is Vic Hope. Hi Vic. Hi guys. How Vic. are you? What? I said Vic Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Vic Hope. That's it's, what he just said. Yeah. That's what I just said. Why are you copying what <laughs> I I like, so uh, Hope, I like the name Hope. Yeah, it's actually not my, well it's a bit of my surname. My real name is Victoria Mwanya Wosu Hope. But people oh. couldn't. Did you just say wham? <laughs> <laughs> did you just make a? Did you just say my name is Victoria? Wham! <laughs> like a cat. It does. It actually is Ebo. It, it means um, child of the sun. Oh. It was my gra- great grandmother's name. But you, you're, you are. It's so interesting because, uh, firstly, 
your parents right your your parents are Nigerian my mum is Nigerian my dad is um from Newcastle okay so your mum's Nigerian your dad's from Newcastle you can speak four languages and you studied languages at Cambridge I did yeah which is uh, I don't think anyone would, would uh, knows it's that about you so handy for capital breakfast every morning but this, yeah. that, that's what's so it, this is the biggest thing right so my brother went to Oxford studied yeah. classics there and he kind of followed in that that road of like it sort of uh, sort of education and things like that, and doing something that sort of, sort of supports that degree that yeah, you get from academia. it. But you, but you went and studied Cambridge language at Cambridge, but then went into something completely different to probably what you were expecting to go oh, into. Yeah. yeah, I think I assumed, well, I, I knew I'd be in in news. I thought I would be in a hard hat and bulletproof vest in like Venezuela. You know, writing Caracas. about yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah, yeah, that, um, that's some Venezuela, Francis probably didn't know Caracas. that. <laughs> and yeah, like reporting um, about hard hitting news, and it just so happened that I ended up in entertainment instead. But I was I, I went to Argentina, I went to live in Buenos Aires, um, to write for a newspaper. My favorite city in the world, best mm. city in the world. I Best. lived in Palermo. Yeah, me too. Well, I lived in Palermo for a bit, Barrio Norte for a bit. Barrio Norte. Barrio Norte. I am old Jamie, me gusta la queso. Eh, si, señora. Cool. Yeah, no worries. That's uh, for you there. That was good. Yeah, okay. saying, oh, my name's Jamie, I like cheese. You've got quite a... Basically, it's it's a it's a country of immigrants. There are a lot of Italian immigrants in Argentina, so they have an Italian accent. They say things like, ciao, bel, I've noticed Italian. So if you have, like, quite a strong in the sounds it's it's a little bit a lot of Germans class. as well in Argentina there are Argentina is um, well Bren- I've only done Buenos Aires pretty much but it's it's the, one of the coolest cities I've ever it's been great. to yeah. because firstly no one seems to work there like well there are, I mean there's lots of reasons for that yeah um, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> you know like you know the peso uh, used to be used the peso used to be one to one dollar pegged to the dollar hence the recession that they had that was it's now 20 to the dollar it yeah. crashed but that's why they have so many amazing um plastic surgeons because they quite an aesthetically sort of concerned nation of people and when the pace was that was so radio of you, a radio way of you just they all just they all just are vain and narcissistic they, well there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of that there's a lot of eating disorders there's a lot of um plastic surgery they, they cared very deeply about the way they looked and they had all this money all of a sudden so their doctors went abroad and learned the very very best plastic surgery methods then came back the recession happened as soon as that money wasn't paid, they lost an entire middle class because no one had the money that they had earned and they were just stuck inside the country. So they were like, well, what are we going to do with all this expertise in plastic surgery? Just do it on each other for cheap because they had to. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had hyper, yeah. well, hyperinflation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because everyone in Argentina, they're all, everyone's beautiful. Yeah. Everyone just, just kind of goes sort of partying late you eat very late the yeah. whole lifestyle and the whole lifestyle is such a better lifestyle than we have living in London and li- like everyone sort of spends time with their families and eats with their families and it's all about kind of friends and uh, and sort of positive thinking which I think that we lack here in the UK a lot I think I, I would agree with that I mean by the same token if we were to have a siesta here one we, of my most hated things we wouldn't be a Superpower. We wouldn't be a mega power. I that think is true. Economically, and if you look at the Argentine economy, it, is, it fluctuates so much. In a restaurant, you get menus, and the prices are just written on um, in, in pen, so they can be rubbed off each day, because it mm. literally changes every day what things cost. Um, and it, democracy is so young. This is something I learned when I was there. Democracy is so young there that people don't support a party. It's not party-centric at all yet. They support personality and that person will get in and there's no real history of caring about any given party I mean it's it's changing but it's still very very fictitious and difficult and and 
yeah, it, it, it fluctuates a lot. With uh, I also went to uh, Iguazo Falls, which oh, yeah. is it's based on the border of Brazil and Argentina. And I still to this day, it's the happiest moment I've ever had in my life. Still to this day, I remember finishing Iguazo Falls, sitting on the ground, waiting for the bus arrived with lots of my friends. And I was traveling around South America at the time. And I remember thinking, that, shit, this, I feel so happy. Yeah. Mm. I've never felt that, yeah. that like insane happiness mm. ever when you walk up to the ever again when you walk up um on i can't remember which side it is it might be the argentine side well then the brazilian side you just literally walk up and you see all that water it's and you're unbelievable like, fuck it's yeah. just so much water it's amazing to behold yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. a moment i felt the same but hey so wait hang on how come you were in argentina so i was writing for a newspaper called the argentina independent it was uh-huh. my third year of uni and if you do languages you have to do a year abroad. So I was like, oh, well, may as well go to Argentina. No one's going to give me a year again to say, do what you want. Um, and I got an internship at a newspaper and I was covering Latin American politics and current affairs. And it, just by chance while I was there, I carried on writing for the paper for the whole year. I did like a column on arts and dance and stuff in the city. Um, I met some guys from MTV at a party and they were like, we need a presenter who speaks English. I was like, cool. I speak excellent English. <laughs> By the way, um, I am a really good I English. will do that. Uh, so I screen tested, got my first presenting gig. It was for MTV US, but they were filming in Argentina because it was cheaper. Um, and when I came back to the UK to finish my degree, I had some contacts at MTV here. So I was going down to to MTV and helping them out with bits and bobs here and there in my final year. And then I got a job when I left. But, cool. but it's interesting because... Um, so, and you, you, you did the presenting role. Did you slip into that easy or did you find it hard? Because most people, when they start going in front of camera or, or speaking, things like that, they find, why do you like pushing my chair down? What are you doing? What? He likes pushing my chair down. He does, I no, he's worried about you because you're rocking and yeah, you're you, you mustn't rock. Yeah. So you're like that teacher at school that tells you not to rock on the chair. I quite like doing it. Um, but to, it's tricky, right? When you're in front of camera and things like that for the first time, mm. it actually is like an intense kind of experience. Yeah. But did you kind of slip into it quite well? I guess no, when I was when I did it for the first time, I guess I would have had lots of twitches and lots of things that weren't great on camera. But then when I came back to the UK and I was working for MTV here, I was just helping out in any way possible. So I was a runner, a researcher. I was doing the auto cue for Laura Whitmore. I was like prepping the studio for Joel Dommett. It was all it was all just helping out. So I was watching them so much that you picked up the skills. I guess I was well, maybe not a good thing because it, you can sometimes end up copying and imitating things, mm. and it takes a while. I think for you to find a way of presenting that is natural and unique to you and and that you don't have to overthink. And actually it took me a few years to do that because a lot of it is I was like mm. copying the intonation of Laura Whitmore's voice, which is ridiculous because she obviously has a different voice for me. Yeah. And she Irish. <laughs> yeah, she, exactly. Laura Whitmore's Irish. You mustn't do that. But you, you think that you know, MTV. <laughs> I was just I was saying turn to train and turn. Turn to turn the page. Hey, hey, he's just he's coming, out, he's coming into turn the page. Um, so you just so then yeah, I, I completely agree with you that lots of people um, mimic everyone. That's mm. why I always think that if you're going to. Uh, do like a remake or something like The Mask or something like that. You should never go and watch the original one like the Jim Carrey version yeah. because it's impossible to forget. Yeah, but you can way. also learn stuff from, from everyone around you. And I think because I started on that side of the camera and I was writing a lot as well. So all that time I was writing for various magazines and publications. I was writing scripts. Um, I was I was kind of learning and I was learning to edit. So when I went to ITN, which is my next job, I went as a reporter. So I was writing my own scripts, then presenting them, then editing them. So you get such a holistic... What? Understand. You're doing but, everything. But that's normal now because people don't want to pay for more than one person who mm. can, can, you know, 
do all those Jesus. jobs in one person. But that's normal in, in news reporting, and that's what I went into a little bit more. So I was doing on the news and ents desk at ITN for Channel 5, um, Channel 4, 4 Music, etc., ITV, ITV2. And I learned so much. And I think as soon as you watch yourself back so much in an editorial way, so it's not about whether yeah. you think you look good, it's whether you're getting the point across, whether you're telling the story, you become... A much better broadcaster, and to me that was important. But but what uh, I suppose, but you learn to be concise and get to the point in, yeah. in fewer words. So yeah, you can, it makes it easier to edit as well. Absolutely. But also, it's tricky because when you're doing a, when you're broadcasting, something, you have to you have to have your own in, unique voice, right? Mm. And then, how did you find your sort of voice by doing that? Did you were there certain topics you like? This is what I love. Yeah. This is what I'm interested in. Or could did, were you pointed in a direction? Well, obviously, I've got the face of a child, so I was made to do music and entertainment. I know, I'm blessed with that as well. I, <laughs> but it's normal, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a bit dark. <laughs> yeah. I have the face of a child, do you not think? Look at it. No, Where do you keep you, it? Yeah. <laughs> just, be ca- just be careful. <laughs> Don't keep children's faces anywhere. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I had that thing though where. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use it for? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- well, I do. I have apparently I have thick skin and like a like an oily skin. Almost. Yeah, is that the Botox? Botox or the- not the do Botox. you have Botox? No, I don't. Because I have wondered when I've seen you on the TV. I don't have Botox. You don't. I had it once. F- you had fillers. So you, so you did. Fillers. I don't have fillers. Where would I put my fillers? Cheeks. Do you is that where you put it? I no, don't know. I, I think had so. Plain, being all coy. Yeah. yeah, I went to Argentina and got it on the cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, very cheap. I, got, I was writing an, an article actually about um, medical tourism to Argentina, and I had to go and meet so many plastic surgeons, and it was so. Awful. Every time I met a new one, they would just look at me up and down. I was there to interview them, not to get a hmm. looked over. Get a quote. Get a quote. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But, but they would give me one. They give me one anyway. Look at my chest, and I'd be like, we "Can we can help?" But they say that to you seriously. Are you serious? Brazen. Yeah. I had. I, I. Well, there's a lot of it's 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 the capital. Palermo is is the capital of um of transsexual. There are a lot of like a lot of transsexuals there. Right. Well, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. There's yeah, a club called Iseto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you yes. have a go? Yeah, actually, I got yeah, I got did mu- he? I got mugged uh, by or pickpocketed by. Oh my god, me too. Uh, a transsexual. Did you get tra- picked? Yeah, in Iseto. Yeah. So so no, in Palermo, I was coming out of my uh, hotel or like like Airbnb thing, and there was a uh, there was a taxi coming across. The, you know, it's like you have to wait ages sometimes for a taxi. I, I waved it, waved it down. It stopped, and then these four women got out. Really, you know, I've kind of gave away, given away the punchline, uh, but, but really beautiful, uh, beautiful women. And, and then uh, my friend, my friend was like running after me, and I was running over to the, the taxi. Anyway, they got out. One of them came over to me, like, "Oh, hello!" You know, came over. Oh, hello! Started, started like, started oh, like, hello! Started like, like fondling me, and I was like, "Well, this is Lucky weird." Yeah, yeah. You, no, I was you like, thought this is I was just like, natural. "This is completely normal." So they can't resist um, you. I was like, "They love me." In Buenos Aires, <laughs> and then uh, and then and then suddenly they all jumped back in the taxi. I was like, "Hey, that's my taxi!" And then as they were driving off, I suddenly realised that that um, uh, my phone, my BlackBerry yeah. was gone, and my wallet was gone. And so I, I saw the car; it was probably like fifty yards away. I sprinted after it uh, and, and jumped on the hood as it was moving, and sort no, of banging on the, scre- uh, the windscreen. I was Did like, you actually yeah, 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 yeah. midnight cowboy? Yeah, and then. Um, and then, and then, uh, uh, my friend who was running running up behind me was like, "Francis, they've dropped they've dropped it out." So they basically, uh, because I jumped right. on the hood, they, they they dropped it out of the door. But had they taken your money from inside? No, 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 no. It was. Oh. Uh, no, I, 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 have you ever? So you've been mugged before as well? Loads of times. Really? Well, mugged once. At, um, well, I don't know if there was a gun in the bag, but the kid told me there was, and I wasn't going to argue with him. Um, Where's this? In in this is in Argentina. I got I got mugged a lot. 
I think I was I was 19 <laughs> such but a good story about this I thing, was yeah. quite careless and it, it, I think that the way I acted then at that point in my life I wouldn't now I made this friend called um, Federico while I was there I don't know I don't really know how. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Um, and he, after every night out, he'd always insist that we went around tagging, even though he clearly wasn't like a gangster or anything. <laughs> we he went around tagging like but he buildings. Just, yeah, he That's just, amazing graffiti. In play, but we did, but we did not contribute to that. He would just put his name on stuff. Was he trying to flirt? Did you kiss this guy? No, no, my friend did. Though. My, my friend did. So he took you tagging, and then you're like, "This is cool. This is what people do." And yeah, just at the end of every night out, we'd go around like doing writing our names on things around. Town. Do you know what's so funny? The the um, the inspiration for this whole podcast started from this diary that I wrote while traveling, which was started in Argentina and all these kind of things. And one of the best stories I have written in the diary is when um, it was my friend Jim Ivory's birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, we were in the f- in the flat all day, and we'd organised a surprise birthday for him at a restaurant, and we all got into the lift, me and my friends, and he didn't know that all of our other friends were waiting in the restaurant down the road. We got onto the lift, and we were jumping up and down, going "Happy birthday, happy birthday," and and the lift stopped and stopped and broke. And we were like, what? So we got stuck in this lift, went to our mobile phones, and there was no signal because we were in the lift. So we couldn't make it to the surprise party. <laughs> so everyone's waiting in the restaurant for everyone to turn up. And we were just stuck in this fucking lift until the fire brigade had oh, to come no. and rip it open. It's really frightening. I've been stuck in a lift a number of times, once with Carly Rae Jepsen. Really? No way. Yeah. And I did ask her if she should call someone, maybe. <laughs> did she? she was uh, so unimpressed. Did you giggle to yourself yeah, I as did, you said but it? But then had to then withstand the silence that passed afterwards while we waited to be rescued. Oh, uh, yeah, that's. That's what, but, but you do loads. So you you have you did this presenting stuff, and you kind of learnt your trade. Mm. You were doing <clears throat> the editing and journalism at this the time. Yeah. But then, when did you make the decision to stop? Kind of. Do, I suppose what you do at the moment is journalism in a weird, in, in a sort of roundabout way. Some of it. Some of it yeah. is. When did you make this decision to stop doing that and focus more on the presenting role? It happened very fluidly. I was working at ITN. I was doing graveyard shifts to begin with. I was like midnight till eight a.m. every day uh, doing the breakfast news, and I was doing mainly entertainment. So for four music. And through that, how do you have a life like that? Though when you're doing midnight, I to don't eight? have a life. Yeah, and that's the most. <laughs> but it's true. You have to. I mean, I've, I, I, France and I both, uh, we very much sacrifice ourselves to that world of work, right? That's all we thoroughly enjoy now. Well, now we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, before I didn't, but now I do. Um, but it, it's interesting. You were doing that from such a young age. You had mm. this drive and this desire, yeah, to 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 achieve. What what were you? I don't know. You know what? I feel like right from the beginning. I was very determined, um, I think mainly in response to people saying that I couldn't. So when I, even when I was at school, um, n- not really many people from my school went to Cambridge uh, in Newcastle and they were like, don't apply there. You'll probably not get in and you'll be disappointed and it'll be really sad and you'll waste one of your options. And I think as soon as people say no, I'm really, really mm. motivated to try and do that thing. Is it because you're competitive? Yeah, or? really competitive. In like a competitive way where you'll throw the controller at the TV screen if you lose FIFA or like the more kind of like, I'm just competitive? I, I think I used to be like that. I used to be quite hot-headed and I've grown able to control myself a little bit more in that respect. But I, do, I don't know, I just... I quite like setting challenges and not necessarily reaching them because I, I truly believe that recalibration is the best way to deal with, especially this industry, but anything is to constantly look at what doors are opening, what, what are closing and, and have an open mind. But yeah, I, I, I was always quite precocious, very hard worker as a child. To get into Cambridge, I had to do extra A-levels at the local like adult education classes. What? My school didn't do them. I don't know. I, just, I kind of knew what I wanted. But you that know point. that's like a rarity, right? That's like, uh, I, I don't think anyone... 
I mean, can I tell you? Yeah, Francis went to. He applied for Oxford and did all of his all of his uh, interviews, and then went and had some drinks in the pub and didn't realise he had another. No, that's not what happened at all. (laughs) What happened? No, no. I I I went to to do my interviews at Oxford. Had I was I ended up having to stay for like three days longer than anyone else interviewed because I got pulled. If you keep getting pulled, yeah. Yeah, What does that mean? If you keep getting pulled, you don't go to the college of choice. Then another college might pick you up, and then another one. So I got. Pulled and had interviews at six other colleges, and then um, and the last they said they said I was finished, and they said okay, you can go home. Um, you know you're, you don't do more interviews. So then I went to the pub in the morning with with a friend of mine. You went to the pub in the morning. Uh, no, no, uh, yeah, after, yeah, yeah. Type of guy he is. I went to the pub in the morning. It, it, yeah, with with my friend Kit from from school, who was also at, uh, interviewing Arcs for that that year, and uh, and basically just had like six gin and tonics. Oh, shit. And then I got a, uh, I got a call from one of them saying, "Oh, you've got another interview at." Um, I think St Stephen's College, which was a, is a Catholic college, and um, and oh, so they I was love like, a drink. yeah, and no, no. Anyway, so I turned up, uh, 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 and I was like, okay, well, they, we're sending someone to take you there, and um, and I and so I kind of was like, oh, well, I, I I guess I was too drunk to just say. Oh, well, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you just started panicking, didn't you? Because yeah. so, so, the right so thing would like, be like, look, I didn't realise. Uh, no, because we... in my, my head I was like, well, I don't want to miss another opportunity if, if I want to increase my uh, odds of, of going or whatever. And then I turned up and there were, um, I was uh, 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 applied for philosophy and theology. And I, and I turned up and it was the sort of warden, two priests and two professors <laughs> all sitting around this one chair. <laughs> <laughs> and you were hammered walking was there, in. Was there a Jesus cross? Yeah, uh, yeah there was. Yeah, 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 printed yeah, on the sofa. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then in a roundabout way of some niceties, they basically jumped right in with, okay, so can you prove that you exist? Uh, that Shit. Is that the kind of questions that are thrown at you at the, well, in these well, situations? Well, I did languages, so yeah. <laughs> less so. It's, I think it's because he did theology. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you, would <laughs> be, you would be surprised I did not apply for <laughs> Oxford or Cambridge. Uh, my, 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 um, my interviews were all in French and Spanish. Really? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Hang on, we got to hear... That one was for... for hold on, we've got to hold a second because we have a, an ad break from our lovely sponsors. So uh, please, everyone, enjoy listening to this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, <clears throat> and we're back. Do you like the way I... Yeah. Yeah, just smart, Good. right? Like a magic yeah. trick you did there. It's like a magic <laughs> trick. Um, yeah, I was saying that... Uh, so yours were in French and Spanish, yeah. all your... I had uh, an interview in Spanish, an interview in French, an interview in English, and then three tests. But hang on, so you grew up in Newcastle. Where did you learn French at school? I learned French at school, yeah. Fluently? Well, so... <laughs> Uh, there's still a bit of mystery around this because I just seem to be able to speak it. Now, what I <laughs> think... Because no one learned... You, you learn yeah. like bibliotech, boulangerie, no. bateau. So I think what happened was I went I, I went to nursery and I was I was quite naughty at nursery. Um, it's really bad. So apparently I told the nursery nurses that I wanted them to fall down a well not die on impact. I wanted them to, to starve down there. Really? Yeah. What? Not even drown, I was, just starve. I was three years old. And so, Wait, hang on. So you walked over them and went, look, <laughs> me and you, we don't get on. Yeah. And I've been thinking for a while, I want you to fall down a well, injure yourself so you can't climb up, <laughs> and then die of starvation. Yeah. That's intense. It's bad, isn't it? So what they did was they wanted me to not be there anymore. Um, yeah, because they thought you were going to murder them. Yeah, so they put me in French classes in instead of being around the other children. Oh my god, but that's a, so but weird, no, but that's so, do you know what? It's so funny. Weirdly, what a blessing mm. that was that mm. that happened. You said that's how you learned French, but I have no social skills. Yeah, um, but that doesn't matter. So yeah, I learned French that way. Spanish, I taught myself. I am. Um, Wait, you just brushed over that. You taught Spanish yourself. Yeah. So when how on an app? Like what on what? Got books. Just got some books and le- learn it. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. J- the whole uh, concept of self-education <laughs> is somewhat what, alien what, to Jamie. Yeah, you taught yourself? So, yeah, I, I realised that in order to get... When I started looking into this Cambridge thing, I'd heard people talking about it. It sounds like the best place in the world. If you know, if you want to be the best at what you do, you go there. It's like, fine, I'm, it's my mission. I'm going to go there. And it was never Oxford. You never just... It no, was, Cambridge, because like, languages at Cambridge tended to be better you could do more um or no maybe you couldn't anyway it appealed to whatever. me the cause appealed to me more whatever um and i knew that i needed my french was never going to be strong enough to get in over boys who'd gone to eton for example so i knew that i needed the other language to be post a level rather than abnisio which is from scratch but you need a really high level of french for your spanish to be like that so it was like okay i'm gonna have to do an a level in spanish i don't speak any spanish this i was by this time i was like 16 so i had two years to get an a level in spanish and my school didn't do spanish so Jesus. yeah, so that I've got to do this, and I did. I I, I got an A. I got loads of books. I would just I had apps. No, maybe not apps at that time, Wouldn't but like apps, recordings. No, it was on it was on the computer. So I'd have a computer program. Mm. I just listen and listen and practice speaking. I'd go to there's a salsa club in Newcastle. I'd go to and just chat to people at the bar. Um, what? Yeah, this is like the most. It's like a movie. This is what happens. In, like this it. is. I feel like it, what's that? Jennifer Aniston would play this in a movie where she would like. And then she'd get an A in her A level. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she'd go to Cambridge, and there was some. <laughs> night classes as well at the adult education center so i'd go to them and uh yeah i i, I got it in the end but that i just what i, I mean perhaps this is just what baffles me is the the drive and i know i said this before but that drive is unbelievable where mm. you can actually have that within you to do that when i was eight, 17 years old all i was caring about was whether hermani russell fancied me or not but like, you know what i didn't have i had one boyfriend at school i think i was, I was quite a late bloomer in terms of mm-hmm. being 
particularly interested in in all of that. Like, I, I why? Had, because you just didn't like boys, or what was no? It? I liked I liked boys. I like, fancied them from a distance, but I don't think I had the confidence to feel like I could flirt with them. I had lo- lots of male friends, but there was never really a lot of the girls were like having sex earlier and going to like these parties and stuff that I, and going out and I didn't do that just didn't so interest you didn't I mean any nice boys down at the salsa club <laughs> I did I did really nice fancy Spanish boys. Spanish boys yeah I did that was a thing I was really excited at the prospect of there being all these like really exotic boys on my course which is not obviously uh, that was wrong you thought you, and then you thought when I go to Cambridge yeah. for languages god I'm going to find some hotties uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you arrived and you're like hell Jeez. no everyone just likes punting yeah <laughs> I was wrong but that's a bit, but I find it amazing that you went and did all those things and that kind of so dress us so you then started when you were focusing on the presenting side and all those kind of things as we going, we're now drifting back but you you then when was the first time that uh, Capital Radio came to you and kind of said right here we go we, we kind of you know, want to want you to come on our show and start doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I started on Capital Extra. So I'd been doing yeah. lots of full music, and off the back of that, I'd had done stuff for Vivo and Disney Channel and uh, ITV2. There were all sorts of opportunities started to re- uh, uh, sort of rear in their heads, and it was brilliant. And I was gaining experience, and then through that, Capital Extra got in touch, and they were like, "Would you like to do overnight?" So again, I was back to doing overnights. God, those overnight yeah. ones suck. Three till six a.m. But it was fine. It was a great training ground. I made loads and loads of mistakes, but you can make them at that time. You think, you think, you, you, so how does your day work? So you do from three till six a.m. and the one before you're doing from ten until eight. Yeah. Do you sleep in the day and then it's, so, it's like Groundhog Day yeah, almost? Yeah, sometimes. But I don't know. I don't. I don't get a huge amount of sleep. Um, how many hours a night do you think you get? Maybe about five. No, you should yeah, read this I book. Get, by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep. Why do we sleep, Francis? Yeah, um, why do well, we sleep? I mean, uh, he goes into quite... He, he's a, a neuroscientist, but he goes into quite quite significant detail in, in the sort of physiological reasons mm. why we need eight, eight, eight to... It is amazing. Eight to nine hours Because when I get enough sleep, I feel like a whole new woman. God, I know. Yeah, you Honestly. feel just completely different. I'm constantly jet-lagged. I mean, doing three till six was one thing. And actually, it was probably easier because you just flip your day around and you sleep in the day. But... But after, you didn't see anyone. It, well, exactly. But then Capital Extra led to... Cap- so me and Roman um, had started doing a couple of shows together for TV. We'd done some Red Bull stuff. And then off the back of that, got the same agent. And then did and this is show. Roman Kemp. Yeah, Roman Kemp. Yeah. We did a show for ITV2. And he was on Capital at the time. I was on Capital Extra. We found out Dave Berry was going to be leaving with George and Lila. And uh, the bosses just asked us to demo together. And it worked. worked really well. So we got the show... Pre- it was pretty quickly. It was a very quick process. Um, but now... My schedule is six till ten doing the show, so I get up at half four, got to be there at half five, and that's worse because it's just a little oh, bit it's too just that early. moment. Yeah. yeah, feels like at first I felt like I was going on holiday every morning, which was exciting, but now I just feel jet lagged all the time. But also, you you wake up the country, you wake up the nation mm. with your with your voice. Yeah, it's an honour, you know. It, I think. When I was growing up, going to school, I would listen to Chris Moyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved it. And I felt like I knew him and I felt like he knew me. And if, you know, Car Park Catchphrase came on, I knew I was late for school, but it's okay because at least I get to hear Car Park Catchphrase. And you develop this really special relationship with your breakfast show producer, uh, presenter, and producer. And producer. Hey, everyone's making friends. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like it's a real privilege to have that relationship now with our listeners. But do you not have... So I did a a, a radio show, uh, Rest in Peace, um, for heat on rate. Heat, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, it not, yeah. is it not going on anymore? Hey, listen, I, well, actually, weirdly, and it was such a great show, but before before Christmas, I got an email through from our top producer saying, look, uh, we're going down a different route. And I was like, have I just been fired? I was like, I by think, email? What, yeah, did they cancel it? Yeah, it was by email. That was what happened. And then what happened was, 
is that then it turns out that it actually just got cancelled because I, I think it just I know I don't know the logistics behind it. But they it didn't. They had too many listeners. Yeah, they yeah. had too many listeners. <laughs> they were like, we don't. It was we imploding. can't handle this traffic. It was imploding. But I, mine was pre-recorded. Yeah. But I found. TV, all that kind of stuff, I found super easy. I, I could get in front of a camera, I could do those kind of things. For some reason with radio, I found it quite tricky to Why? begin I don't know. Why? You're doing uh, a podcast right now. Yeah, but it's different here because I think you have to... It's segues, right? You know, so yeah. so you go from... You come out of one song, so you'll say, right, that was Ariana Grande, thank you, next, whatever the song is. That's, that's don't the add one. That, but that was the one. Oh, and then the one. you say, all oh, right, it's 10.15 in the morning, uh, in a second we have this, this and this, and then you segue into the next song. And I found that tricky. Right. Mm. Is that me just being... I mean, well, no, I think, if anything, that's the bit where you have to employ a little bit of skill the most. Because well, obviously you're very natural at just chatting, you can sure. do that. But often commercial radio is not that and it doesn't have the space to be that so maybe yeah those junctions and keeping it tight and slick is something that you could practice but you could definitely get good at that but also with you so there must have been times right where you've come and hung over or mm. not feeling it mm. or whatever it is or something's gone wrong or something's happened and you've had to get on radio and pretend everything is chill yeah you know the worst were uh doing breakups like that's what have you had a breakup and had to go on radio yeah i've had a few last year i, I you know what i was i was meeting lots of people uh, yeah. and uh, went <laughs> for a lot of things salsa classes there was and a lot of things <laughs> happening and i there was a few times when i came in and i, I literally sitting on the radio unable to keep the tears in and yet they're oh, literally coming down because oh, you no. can't stop thinking about it you're hearing all these songs and you're emotionally very like you're all over the place and the tears start rolling down your face and roman's looking at you going please Please stop. Stopping a person. Please stop. Yeah. And you've got to keep it out of your voice. As long as it doesn't matter what's going on in your face, you can tell them not to put that video out. Um, but there are a couple of. There's one video on the internet of where we're talking about the moth problem that I've got in my house. Just you know. Um, and sick content. Sick. People people got really involved. They really wanted to help me. And in the video, it looks like I'm crying about the moths because my face is so wet and there's tears coming out my eyes. And everyone was like, why is she crying? It's a moth problem. I get it. It's bad, but it's not that bad. But the truth was, I'd just been crying about the breakup that I was having. Uh, and the moths yeah. were really a catalyst. But do you get it? Francis, you ever had this where you get that, that lump in your throat? And God, I, I, had, this, I had this other day when I was having... I was having basically a, a, a business meeting. Okay, it's a business meeting with people, some people that I... Did you cry in a business meeting? <laughs> some people that I kind of knew and some people that I really didn't know. And uh, we had, uh, creatively, we were just doing different things and I was thinking, no, this way. And it was lots of people sort of... And suddenly I started to think, God, I don't know what happened, but suddenly I started to get this lump in my throat. I was like, fuck, I'm going <laughs> to cry <laughs> in this business meeting. And me just going, it's not what I want. <laughs> well, what, what were you crying about? Nothing. There was nothing to cry about. I just felt like, I suppose I was, it was me versus everyone else. And suddenly I got all emotional. And I was like, and then I had to pause for a second and pretend I was thinking about something else. But in fact, I was trying to swallow down this lump of tears that was about to explode out of me. That happens sometimes. Actually, even the other day, sometimes if we have meetings, about ideas that I just think are so good like start I think, I think it's going to be so good and my eyes well up with joy that we're, this is finally being discussed this show is going to be made it's, it's time you're like God just have these moths everywhere and it's making me really emotional and I really like it but so you've had all these break but do you think okay, in, no, not all these break I mean, no I know, like, I know. I've, had, I've had one or yeah, two yeah. in my time but do you are you uh, in, when you fall in love and things are you mm. are you one of these people do you hold back or are you like right here we go Every, all in and everything. Oh, it flits between the two. I so up until last year, I'd had basically two relationships. One 
which was six years and one which was four years and they'd come one after another so for 10 years I had been in relationships since I was 18 to 28 Um, so I had no idea what it meant to to be with anyone apart from those people and 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 to not be in what was essentially a very comfortable relationship situation so came out of it last year fell in love really really quickly with someone had my heart broken like it was awful and I I, I gave too much of myself away because I, I didn't realise that you sh- you weren't supposed to then the next person I was with he, re- he really liked me but I was holding back and I was like no 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 yeah, <laughs> you stay back no I know this and I went on for like a good part of the year and I just never let him call me his girlfriend now he's gone yeah, but it's, yeah, now, <laughs> now he's just gone he's gone uh, now he's so he's you know who you are well. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah starving <laughs> to death starving yeah. not impact yeah but sometimes you go over and just feed him a little bit because you kind of want to keep him alive just in case just keep leading him on but I but I yeah it's weird how that happens how sometimes you fall that so deeply in love and then sometimes it doesn't happen it's the complete opposite yeah. and you kind of like uh, sort of just resist it's a weird the way the heart yeah. works but my mum thinks that what happened last year because then there was a few other people here and that she thinks that I was basically having the time that I should have had when I was 17, but I didn't because I was trying to get into Cambridge and I was working really, really hard. And then that just continued throughout uni and then throughout trying to make something of myself in this in this job. And then all of a sudden, I was like, right. Uh, yeah, right, everyone. <laughs> Hello, boys. Load up because we are ready to go. Yeah, I'm uh, done with that now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Vic, right, we've got to stop there for a moment because we have to have uh, a very lovely question of the week. So, mm. Francis, let's have the question oh, yeah. of the week. Okay. What is, well, this is kind of two questions in one. Oh, what lucky what yes. is the strongest bone in the body? Oh, I know. I think and what is the strongest muscle in the body? So I want to say the strongest muscle is the tongue. But <sighs> I could be wrong. Shit, I think, no, I think, okay, okay. You're going to go tongue. Tongue for muscle. Really? That's I a, don't know. Is it even a muscle? I can't, I'm just, I, what can you lift with your, I mean. I, uh, my tongue is so malleable. Seriously, I am. Um, That's so, how you, hey, by the way, everyone, my tongue <laughs> is very malleable. No, you know that thing that some people can do? Oh, uh, Yeah. yeah. You can do it too. So we're uh, curling ish. our we're curling our tongues into that little flower pi- shape. Flower yeah. shape. Oh, yeah. So people think <laughs> yours is a really deformed flower. Oh god, <laughs> that's so creepy <laughs> as well. It looks horrendous. Like an alien. Yeah, that looks horrendous. So most people think that that's hereditary, like rolling your tongue, like you look. But actually, for me, it's muscle memory because when I was younger, I saw someone doing it, and I thought I want to do that. So How I, competitive are you? I, I mean, would, this is a joke. I would stand in front of the mirror and I fold my tongue into that shape, and then I learnt how it felt. I don't know how it felt to be there. <laughs> I don't know how it felt to be accepted. <laughs> I was quite the God, it felt so good. I learned, I learned how to be accepted, so, so I just did it. I have quite a lot of control over my tongue, yes. Um, so you're going to go for tongue and the strongest sp- bone? A skull? Skull? I don't know. See, I, see, I, I feel be. like you're a little bit more intelligent than me. Why, what were you going to say? I was, well, was going to say strongest muscle. I was going to say neck. Neck muscle? Neck muscle. Yeah. Well, well no, you've no, obviously no. done it that way, so it's obviously not that. So, <laughs> no, there's loads of muscles in your neck. Yeah, well, it's not just one which, muscle. No, which one, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Which of your neck muscles? The, the whole of your neck. is <laughs> that one well, muscle. body parts. Yeah. So okay. you think your neck is the strongest muscle <laughs> in your body? Okay. What do you think? Fuck you guys. I'm going to go for thigh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's also me. not uh, that's so not a specific muscles. muscle fine yeah. I'll go for the fucking tongue alright I'm gonna go for the tongue <laughs> no one's forcing you to go for the yes, tongue no, you're, you're not, not, you're not, no, you're not naming wrong. muscles every single time I go for something else you just all laugh no because you're not naming specific muscles you're like saying like leg yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah, yeah. Uh, bicep 
That's a muscle. That's a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's not that one. No, I'm going to go for tongue. I'm going to say tongue. But I could be wrong. Okay, okay and, and strongest and bone, go for it. That's a skull. skull. Oh, you said skull. Okay, I think the uh, strongest bone, it's got, to, I reckon, shin bone? Shin bone. Again, isn't, you're there, isn't there like a fibula in a tibia? Okay, fine. Again, I call her bone. Everyone breaks it. <laughs> oh my god! It's broken all the time. Oh god, it always breaks. Okay, I what never breaks? Oh, yeah, r- r- hip. <laughs> <laughs> the hip bone. All right, well, we will find out in part two. Hey, Vic, stick around because we've got part two coming up, please. I bet <gasps> you're excited format. for it. I want to know. Yeah you, get, yeah, you get to stick around and find out. Don't worry. Say, uh, can you also say, uh, see, hey, uh, everyone, we'll see you in part two in Spanish. Okay. Uh, bueno, vamos a vernos en parte dos. God, it's great. <laughs> see you in part two. <laughs> <laughs>